The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This hour is sponsored by Sim Trainer. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to this beautiful Saturday afternoon broadcast of Shooting from the Hip. I'm Jeff Pedro, in with Mark Avery, and we're from Swim Trainer, the Dayton area's first indoor range and firearms training center, celebrating 15 years in business this past month. We're glad to be with you today. If you'd like to learn more about Swim Trainer, please call us at the range at 937-293-3914. We'd be glad to talk with you about any of your firearms-related needs or interests. You can stop down the range, which is located at 2031 Dryden Road in Moraine, right across the street from DPNL, or you can visit us on the web at www.sim-trainer.com. We'd be more than glad, uh, as I said earlier, to talk with you about any of your firearms-related needs or interests. I want to take just a minute uh, today to talk about uh, uh, what occurred last week, um, the tornadoes that went through the city of Dayton and uh, obviously caused a lot of damage and resulted in uh, one fatality. Hard to believe it was just Monday night. Right. And I want to just mention that uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to all those affected. Um, If you'd like to make donations, you can do so at whio.com forward slash tornado relief. All funds raised go directly to most impacted communities in the area, and all money stays right here in the Miami Valley. And the goal is to raise $25,000 to make the mobile food food units uh, to take them to eight different locations in the next week to distribute food. I also want to mention, uh, extend special thank yous to all the first responding police, firefighters, medic personnel, and other service workers throughout the county who responded and continue to respond on uh, long shifts to make sure that uh, matters are taken care of in a variety of different ways. I want to also mention that Montgomery County Water has done a great job restoring water service. I think now it's uh, community-wide now. Just as of yesterday, the boil orders were all released. Um, I also want to uh, mention DPNL and Vectron. Um, you know, we obviously DPNL this time of year, we think about things like that because of air conditioning. But uh, Vectron was also affected because there's still gas lines going into everybody's households affecting uh um, your hot water heaters and uh, other um, mat things like that. So they obviously had to get involved for safety's sake. And many, many other uh, community organizations and the hundreds, if not thousands, of individuals who have worked it throughout this week and who are out working today to help the people in need. Special thanks goes to all them. And we, uh, um, we're obviously very appreciative of everything they do. And uh, there's obviously going to be continue need, continual needs over the, the next several weeks. There are a whole lot of people out today, too. Uh, there's a lot of people who, uh, like me, have jobs during the week and may not be able to uh, help and provide voluntary assistance in a lot of areas. But there are a whole lot of volunteers that came out this weekend, came from really all over. Uh, I'm affiliated with an organization that came in from Indiana, and uh, they, are, they are working in the Dayton area trying to help people get cleaned up. And just doing whatever they can to make life a little bit less abnormal. I don't, I don't think there's a better way to say that. I mean, Absolutely. it's going to be a long time to normal for right. a lot of folks. But the goodness in people are going to come out, and uh, we will get uh, restoration back to normalcy at some point in the future. And, you know, I'd really like to also commend the folks here at WHIO. Uh, the news staff and the meteorologists have done a super job They in, in terms of uh, the lead-up to it and providing uh, announcements and going wall-to-wall with the radar uh, the you know the Miami Valley radar the, the from WHIO's um, high def radar is is really incredible in terms of the picture that it gives and the quality that it provides and the information that it gives to the meteorologist to interpret and say exactly what's going on to the best they can without actually being out there but to give people warning uh, there's I'm sure that the fact that there was only one fatality had a lot to do with the fact absolutely. people got warning absolutely a combination of technology and the way. Uh, the expertise to use it works today, uh, particularly um, um, McCall, Bright Eggs, Dante Jones, and Christy Zantini, to just name a few, 
over uh, that uh, several hour period of time when they were delivering up to date uh, information about what was, what was going on. They were communicating with people out in the field who were in harm's way in some cases, but they were giving immediate information, and that uh, most assuredly resulted in uh, uh, very few, the, the only single fatality. And, and Cheryl McHenry, who was anchoring the coverage, but yep. uh, she obviously was kind of overshadowed by that big radar screen, and, and McCall right. and Dante did a great they, job. They, they did a very good job. And, and I want to just take that, uh, that incident and just kind of lead off today by talking about uh, some issues and considerations. And uh, first question I ask our listeners, are you prepared for these types of natural disasters or catastrophes? The number one need right now in the community is food. And that's something that you can prepare for. You can have food available for yourself and for your family and maybe even to share with others. But if each person does that for themselves, when something like this happens and the logistics that bring the food in and the place where you would normally go has been wiped off the map, you don't, You can uh, still be able to survive because you have to have food and you have to have water. You know, the bottom line is we ask, uh, what steps have you taken to prepare for such disasters and emergencies where household basics and other basic everyday items are unavailable? And I want to mention just from personal experience, I first started thinking about these types of things back when uh, the Y2K craze was uh, going around the country. I, for one, am not a big computer person. I don't have a whole lot of faith in in letting my daily activities be dictated by computers. So I take measures that I feel are necessary so that when, not if, the grid goes down, I'm one person that's going to be able to take my care of myself and to a large degree take care of my loved ones and hopefully help my neighbors transition through some difficult times. And I say that because we got a real taste of it during Katrina. Uh, when we got the tail end of Katrina, now think about this. We live hundreds Hurricane of Ike. miles. Hurricane we, live also, hun- yeah. uh, we live hundreds of miles north of uh, the Gulf, where much of that direct impact was affected. And I was without power for 13 days Mm -hmm. in my community, which uh, covered about eight separate streets. And we were almost three weeks at the range. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not worried about the range because that's a business. (laughs) But, uh, that you know, we, we took care of that part of it. And we're right across the street from DPNL. I tried to and they didn't have power to either. Throw me, well, they did, but they Half wouldn't throw building. me a power across yeah. the, the street, and that'd have been okay. But speaking back, you know what happened there? Um, you know, at Y2K really started me getting ready for catastrophes because I realized that grocery stores, for example, they basically have enough food for three to five days on their shelves, and when the supply line is interrupted for any one of a variety of reasons, that's going to result in serious shortages. So I take great measures to stock large supplies, as Mark mentioned, of food and water. And um, Katrina caused me to rethink some of my, uh, my uh, gathering of items and storage of items. In addition, I had to kind of put the kibosh on my kids stealing my stash. My kids would conveniently come over and, <laughs> and they go thought, shopping in the basement. Huh? Yes, they thought, you know, we're thinking we're going to have a spaghetti dinner, so we're going to go down and get a box of spaghetti and a couple jars of sauce off Dad's shelf. Well, um, I had to kind of put – I don't eliminate it, but I try to limit – that happening. Well, you um, need to rotate the stock, so we you do want to rotate, use it. Yep. Exactly. So we do use it on occasion. Um, but that did cause me to you know, rethink how I do it. And, and now the kids, I think that I've got their attention. And our neighbors, um, quite frankly, I was the only one that kind of got everything going. And let me just give you a couple examples. Um, I keep on hand multiple 20-gallon canisters of propane. I have two grills, and um, I pounds. have a generator. And what we were able to do, they were all like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I said, okay, let's get the generator going. Let's gather all the gas you have in your garages. Because everybody has, most people have a gallon, two gallons, five gallons for their lawnmower and other equipment. Let's bring it here. And we kept the generator going for 13 days without having to go to the gas station, believe it or not. And we kept one refrigerator going because think about it, 13 days, everybody's refrigerators were going to melt down and all the food was going to go. And we saved about 80% of the meat and essential items. We lost a bunch of miscellaneous stuff that you have in your refrigerator because that wasn't <laughs> essential. But we kept most of the meat. We left it frozen in the refrigerator. And as it thawed out, we cooked it on the grill. And we were able to kind of have a community um, food line where we basically cooked everything everybody brought. We found out some really interesting ways to cook different foods. But that was one way that we kind of survived those 13 days. We had the generator, which I made At Y2K, I invested $1,200. That's a big expense. Um, I periodically test at least quarterly my generator. I not only turn it on, but I run items off of it to make sure it's giving out the wattage that it's supposed to run. 
and they were able to do a lot of things. And there were some people who were more concerned about charging their cell phones, and I absolutely forbid that. We had two that we <laughs> used for emergency purposes, but the kids and other people who just wanted to charge their cell phones, that wasn't an option because we were using those lines for necessities, not for charging cell phones so that they could text their friends and talk about everything that was going on. Obviously, if they need to get a hold of loved ones, that was made a priority. But there's some things you need to think about that some people haven't, and there's some basic stuff you can do now and have around the house. And Mar as Mark mentioned, you can rotate through them. And I just want to go through some li a list of some items. Um, Long-term dehydrated food. Wise is one company that I use. Um, I have probably, it's in the hundreds, if not thousands of dollars worth of, of those items. Um, canned goods. Canned goods provide two things, food and water. The water can be used either to cook other items or to, to consume. Peanut butter, a great source of nutrition. Um, mixed fruits and nuts, dried mixed fruits and nuts. Great source of nutrition, easy to store, easy to rotate. Uh, jerky and beef sticks. And I recommend individually wrapped because then once you open the container, you don't have to worry about getting rid of it all at one time. You just buy a big pack of individually wrapped uh, beef jerky, and then you can use only what you need. You can keep the rest for long-term storage. A very comprehensive first aid kit. Now, I'm not talking about the $10 first aid kit you might buy at a local store. I'm talking about a first aid kit that has anything and everything you can imagine, including items that I gathered at emergency scenes in years past that were about ready to be disposed of. For example, neck stabilization collars. I got a couple of those that were getting ready to be thrown in the trash. A splint for a leg, air splint for a leg, was uh, taken off of an individual getting ready to be discarded. I kept it and folded it up, and that's just something extra that uh, you have. Toilet paper, very important item. Uh, Five-gallon buckets can be used for a lot of things, not only personal hygiene and sanitation, but you can also gather rainwater, which can be used for ancillary water purposes and when boiled could ultimately be used for consumption. Um, plastic bags to go inside the, um, uh, the five-gallon buckets. And the five-gallon buckets you can buy at Lowe's or Home Depot or any of those places for $3.44. I know that because I bought some of them. <laughs> They're easy to come by. Some businesses discard them because product comes right. and they get rid of them. So there's ways that you can get some of these things. And I want to encourage you after the break, we're going to talk about several items. But I want you to start thinking about all these people that are subjected to these circumstances, they've prepared in varying various ways. But some people, they just say, well, if it ever happens to me, I'll deal with it then. Well, it's now is then. Mm -hmm. Now is then. You better start thinking ahead because you don't want to be in the midst of a disaster trying to figure out how you're going to make do for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, it is way too late to prepare when it hits. You have to be prepared in advance because it may not be possible to prepare after. You may not be able to get the things that you need to survive and to uh, be able to stay healthy and clean and, and to ward off disease because that that's one of the big killers in, in, those th in those kinds of events is that people don't die from the initial of event as much as people who get sick and and we this one here there was most of the arrow is left untouched those people who were affected were deeply affected but there's a lot of support still available this is kind of a good wake-up call all right um if you'd like to be part of this discussion maybe you've got some thoughts on things you can do to prepare give us a call at 457-1290 we'll get you up on the board this is mark avery and jeff pedro for shooting from the hip on AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin for Integrity Water Solutions in My Kinetico System. My Kinetico softener I've had for over 10 years. It's still working great. And since it doesn't regenerate in the middle of the night, I always have soft water for my shower no matter how early I wake up. We've also got the Kinetico drinking water system. You know, everything starts with the water, and it's the whole house approach that sets Integrity Water Solutions apart from the rest. Give them a call today at 320-7460, 320-7460, Integrity water solutions. This summer hit the road with great savings at Grismer. Now through July 8th, buy four eligible Firestone tires and get $100 back by mail on a Firestone Visa prepaid gift card. Also take advantage of the Firestone buy and try 90-day guarantee. As always, get four free oil changes 
$50 with the purchase of any four new tires, lifetime balancing and rotation included. So hit the road with savings on four new Firestone tires and get $100 back by mail on a Firestone Visa prepaid gift card. Visit GrismerTire.com. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. Garage floors can be a mess with cracked concrete, puddles, stains, dirt that gets tracked inside. If I've just described your garage, you need Nature Stone. Don't try to paint. That's the same old junk and it won't work. Nature Stone is the solution. Backed by Russell's promise, a true 100% unconditional warranty. Get your Nature Stone garage floor installed by the end of June and save up to 50% off. Schedule your free in-home estimate online at naturestone.com. And like my friend Mike Massetta says, it's not just a floor. Wow, it's Nature Stone. Have you been thinking about retiring? It could be the most important decision of your life. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio, Saturdays at 1 p.m. right here on WHIO for answers to your questions about how to maximize your money during retirement and learn strategies about minimizing your taxes. Get the facts and learn about all of your options. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO part of our Ask the Expert weekends. We started Allegiant with a simple goal, so the one person who couldn't travel could. 80 million passengers later, that goal remains the same. Save when you book flights, rental cars, and hotels together only at Allegiant.com. Together, we fly. Book a nonstop flight from Dayton to Orlando, Sanford. One way for as low as $87. Must be purchased by 6-4-2019 for travel between 6-16-2019 and 9-30-2019. Seats and dates are limited. Restrictions apply. See Allegiant.com for details. Enjoy dashing around Dayton during the Great Dayton Adventure Race. Start your adventure in the Oregon District on the afternoon of Saturday, June 1st for this fun scavenger hunt style race. Race to your computer and sign up your team at downtowndayton.org. Explore downtown Dayton while you trek around the city to answer clues and complete challenges. It's all part of the DPNL Summer in the City, presented by the Downtown Dayton Partnership. For more details and to register your team, visit downtowndayton.org. An additional bedroom and a two-car garage? And they didn't charge you an arm and a leg? Give me the number of these miracle workers. It's 1-800-1-800-G-O-T. G-O-T. J-U-N-K. J-U-N. 1-800-GOT-JUNK? We thought we needed a bigger house. We just needed to get rid of all the junk. All you have to do is point. We donate the donatables and recycle the recyclables. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. If you're a State Farm policyholder and have been affected by the recent storm, please contact your State Farm agent. You can also call 1-800-SF-CLAIM or 800-732-5246 to get started. We're taking calls around the clock and responding as quickly as possible because at State Farm, our goal is to help our customers get their lives back to normal. Contact your local agent, call 1-800-SF-CLAIM or visit statefarm.com. Mostly sunny skies into the afternoon. We'll see a few clouds begin to develop as we get into the afternoon as well. That could lead to an isolated shower or storm. High temperature 81 degrees. As we go into the evening hours, showers and storms expected to drift towards the south. Low temperature dropping to 61 degrees. For Sunday, decreasing clouds a bit cool. 70 degrees for the high temperature. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. And right before the break, we were talking about things we all can do to better prepare for disasters. And um, I was going through a list of items, and I just wanted to save uh, mention of this particular item. And I'm going to talk about more after the next break. But the Perhaps the most important item, I think, are guns and ammo. Um, I really believe that deep in my heart. Um, you do not lose the right to defend yourself when catastrophes occur. As a matter of fact, I would argue that those are potentially even more dangerous circumstances, as we have found out with some of the situations that have happened in the aftermath of last week's incident. Um, one of my very close friends, who is a retired police officer, heard that his mother's house was hit and she was in distress, and he immediately threw some clothes on jumped in his vehicle, headed that way, found that almost every egg's entryway was obstructed. He couldn't get there. His vehicle was low on gas, and he forgot his gun. Now, you say, well, you know, obviously he was one to get to his mother. However, when he went to the gas station that was the only gas station in the area, it was packed solid, 
and he said people were on the verge of riots because other people weren't being what they thought reasonable in how much gas they were pumping. Now, if you're first, second, third in line to get gas and there's not much gas around, I don't know that too many people are going to be thinking about rationing gas at that point, and they're going to get as much as they can because they don't know when they're going to get um, any more gas. Well, you would say, well, kinder hearts and, and reasonable minds will prevail, but until you're in the midst of that situation, I think we need to rethink that. So let's talk about lessons learned from that. Number one, keep your gas uh, in your car, at least at half tank, if at all practicable, and don't leave home without your gun. Um, and this is an individual who preaches it and rarely leaves home. I'm not aware of any time he's left home without his gun. I can personally tell you, even in the midst of that, that tragedy, one of the first things, probably before I put a shirt on, I'd put my gun on. That's just the way I live my life because I realize if it's going to happen, it's going to happen only one time. And in that particular case, in this particular instance, I think the ability to defend yourself, your loved ones, or anybody from harm in a realistic deadly force situation, it would be necessary. So in addition to getting guns and ammo, a good understanding and knowledge of when you can use your gun and how to use your gun would be kind of uh, in line with that. But I want to mention a lot of people, they'll talk about all the other things that we need but they often leave that out, and that's very, very important. I think we've been blessed in this event that there hasn't been more violence and and more of the you know the the seamy evil side coming out. Uh, that may be partly due to the fact that it was such a focused event. It wasn't a broad, uh, widespread um, as at least like like for example, Hurricane Ike that took out that took out a whole lot of more area, and a lot yeah. more people were affected. Uh, but but I, I don't disagree at all, and I and I think that's part of the problem that people who say, well, guns are evil and only evil people have guns, haven't really bothered to study. So that's add to the fact the emergency services personnel were stretched beyond their ability to serve. So you were pretty much left to your own when situations like this happen, because even with extra personnel coming in, when you look at even this limited area, they were overwhelmed with all the things they had to do. In addition, they couldn't get to many of the areas right. for a day or two. Yeah, so, they, because the the what the trees laying across the road and, and power lines down, and you just, I mean, anybody who drives across a power line is taking their lives into their hand. You have absolutely. no idea. So again, I just want to mention, you don't lose your right to defend yourself just because a natural disaster hit. Matter of fact, I would say it's probably more pronounced because you're not going to be able to just call the police and hope that they get there to help you. So guns and ammo, in addition to several of the things that I mentioned, are very critical. Um, we've got a caller on the line, but we don't have really enough time to uh, to be fair to him before we go to the break. So um, if you can hang on and anybody else who'd like to call in, we'd love to uh, hear what you have to say about this as well. Uh, but we are going to take a break here in just a minute to go over to the news center. I do want to again mention the donation place where you can contribute if you'd like to contribute. The, the need for food is one of the greatest right now. Uh, and the WHIO and the Dayton Food Bank have teamed up to provide free food to the most impacted neighborhoods and communities. So you can donate by going to whio.com forward slash tornado relief. And all the funds go directly to the most impacted community communities right here in the Miami Valley to feed to fill those food trucks. It takes about twenty five hundred dollars per fill of those food trucks and get them out to those areas that need it the most. You're listening to Shooting from the Hip. This is uh, Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO, Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 2.30. I'm Brandon Nicholas with a WHIO news update. Our top story, Dayton Power and Light is still working hard to restore power to the remaining residents in the Dayton area. We're looking at one more chance for storms before this active pattern comes to an end. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now WHIO triple team traffic. There is now a 11 minute, well actually now it says 12 minute delay on I-75 northbound between Stanley and Wagner Ford Crossing due to a crash. 
DP and L crews were, are working hard all week to restore power to the area after the Memorial Day tornadoes. The company saying this is entirely due to the well over 1,500 people working to assist them in the recovery. More than 60,000 customers have their power back out of just over 70,000 customers who lost power. The current outage number is just over 9,400. To help the tornado victims in Miami County, a resource center will be available. Representatives from agencies including Job and Family Services, Emergency Management and the Red Cross will be at West Milton Municipal Building. The center will be open today from 10 until 2 and this Monday through Wednesday from 1 to 7 each day. That's WHIO's Molly Kowick reporting. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 meteoro meteorologist Jesse Mag. Mostly sunny skies into the afternoon. We'll see a few clouds begin to develop as we get into the afternoon as well. That could lead to an isolated shower or storm. High temperature 81 degrees. As we go into the evening hours, showers and storms expected to drift towards the south. Low temperature dropping to 61 degrees. For Sunday, decreasing clouds, a bit cool, 70 degrees for the high temperature. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar right now. Some cloudy skies around the Miami Valley, but sun shining through. It's 79 degrees in Troy, 79 in Springfield, and 80 degrees in Dayton at 232. I'm Brandon Nicholas, WHIO Continuing News. Sim Trainer is the Dayton area's premier indoor shooting range and firearms training facility. Sim Trainer is a members only facility featuring 10 individual shooting stalls and a mechanical target retrieval system. Their range is also climate controlled for your year round comfort. Sim Trainer offers both pay as you go and year long individual and family memberships. They're also proud to offer reduced rate memberships for law enforcement and military. Need training? Sim Trainer holds unique and innovative firearms training courses, including the award winning first shots program a concealed carry course and an advanced five course handgun series sim trainer is open monday through sunday check the website sim-trainer.com to find out more or call 293-3914 sim trainer the dayton area's premier indoor shooting range and firearms training facility 2031 dryden road in moraine just across from dpnl online at sim-trainer.com Hi everyone, Pete Kasuja here again to tell you our Grow Better bedding plants are ready to plant now and we have 20,000 flats to choose from. It's also time to plant your vegetable plants and now we not only have our world famous neighbor beater tomato plants, but we have over 95 varieties of vegetable plants like peppers, cabbage, cantaloupe, cauliflowers, eggplants and more. Wow, grab a napkin, you're drooling. Folks, our customers have sent our plants all over the country. Try these plants in your garden. You're going to love them. And don't forget, we have thousands of shade trees and shrubs ready to load. We have hundreds of rose bushes starting at $12.95 and bonsai trees for $17.95. So come out soon to 1309 Brant Pike, where we're open seven days. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip. Glad you've joined us on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, let's uh, do something we haven't done yet so far this show and jump out to the phones, talk to Bruce, who's calling from Greenville. Bruce, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm glad to see that you're informing people as to what to be prepared for and definitely to be prepared. The food storage item is a great thing. I personally have over six months' worth of long-term 25-year shelf-like stuff. The water thing, I would highly suggest that people get a good water filter. I've got what's called an Alexa Pure Pro, and this thing can go 20,000 gallons before you even have to think about changing the filters. Berkey build one, too. They're a little pricey. You're going to plan on spending two to $300 to initially get into it. But in a situation like we have down there when we lost the whole water plant, 
you can literally go down to the creek. You can get it out of the gutter and take it and run it through this filter. It takes out 99.9999999% of everything and gives you just the best taste in water. You can keep going forever. And the, the, straw, the survival straws are also another way to do that. I mean, for, yeah. for short-term use, to have oh, something yeah, those, that you can have great. in your in your pack that uh, you can keep that in your vehicle so that if something happens and you need to get water right now, any source of water will be uh, drinkable. On the first aid end of it, I went over to Walmart several weeks ago because my little first aid kit grew into a bigger first aid kit, <laughs> and it started growing. So I bought one of those big tackle boxes for 20 bucks. And this thing's a great way to organize everything that you have. I have EMTs that weep when I open this thing, okay? Bruce, mine's the same way. I just bought a big tote with a tackle box that I put inside the tote, and the tote and the tackle box come to the top of the the actual container. So you're yeah. exactly right. you got to think beyond the box, and you got to look out, look at basically everything. Um, some simple things, and I know you probably thought about this, the value of peroxide. Peroxide oh, does a lot of different things. Rubbing alcohol. Um, vinegar, Clorox. Yes, yes. Now, one other thing, one other big thing to hit on. You can have all the first aid stuff in the world, but you're not worth anything if you don't know how to use it. So get training. training. Yes, learn how to use the stuff. And one other additional thing, I just found out a few months ago. I'm diabetic. I have several other conditions that I have to have prescription drugs for. So get with your doctor and make sure that you always have an extended amount of your prescription drugs, the absolute you-have-to-have-them types, so you have at least a week, hopefully a month or two. That way, if you get into a catastrophic situation like this, I don't think you're going to go be able to go into the pharmacy in the middle of the night after an F4 tornado and get your heart uh, and blood pressure meds. So keep that stuff on stock and make sure you keep it fresh. Very good point, and um, I, I didn't get into all the details, but you you kind of hit on those ki- critical points. And th- there's lots of good things online, and there's lots of good training that's out there um, that will help you not only learn how to use this stuff, but talk about what you need to have versus some of the uh, pre-canned kits. They have One about half thing. the stuff. They have about half the stuff that you're not really going to likely use, but it looks good, so it sells, and as a result, it's part of the kit versus the practical things that you really need. Yeah, these little first aid kits you can buy in Walmart and Kroger's and all of that, those are absolutely worthless for anything more than a bee sting or a very minor cut. Right. Now, one other thing, and I'll let you go on this. Because of all the destruction that we've all witnessed down there, and I've been through this many times before in various areas of the country, it would behoove you to at least get one of those little collapsible folding shovels, something that you can keep with you, keep it available, and keep it in your house. You'd be better off with a pry bar, an axe, even a splitting off, any kind of tool that you might be able to keep in your home available to you so if you find yourself trapped, you can start chopping your way out of it. Very good point. Really good, uh, uh, excellent advice. Thanks uh, very much for calling the show. Uh, let's uh, jump out to John, who's calling from Kettering. John, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? You guys are doing a great job today on this topic. Very, uh, very timely, sadly. Thank you. We, um, I've been teaching with the Ohio Crime Prevention Association for a long time, way before I retired from law enforcement. And um, what's interesting is there's been an uptick in a lot of requests for volunteer and getting uh, trained on how to assist law enforcement and, and so on. And I, I think it really just builds off what you're talking about, <clears throat> that we've seen, if you recall, I don't know if you guys remember the Community Emergency Response Team um, that was started by FEMA probably about 10, 15 years ago. Right. And uh, typically it's, it was managed by fire departments. I didn't really see a, a big uh, involvement here locally in the Dayton area, but it's interesting when I'm teaching up in the Cleveland area, uh, still very active out there. And uh, if your viewers don't know it, basically what it is, it's a program that teaches everybody very much what you've been saying is that, you know, that first 72 hours you're responsible for, uh, your own, so you're your own first responder, so to speak, for that, that first 72 hours is a good guideline. But I just wanted to share with everybody that, that we are seeing so much more of this request uh, through our office for training, things like that. We, we actually just had our annual training conference up in Columbus, and we try to, to always put together a volunteer track. And I think that uh, if I would suggest anything here locally, Dayton PD is doing a really good job with it. Um, is that, uh, you know, embrace all these volunteers that, that can help out. 
um, and, and want to get involved. And in a lot of cases, you've got a lot of retired folks that have a lot of expertise as well. John, thank you very much for that comment. And um, I'm very well aware of the contributions that uh, OC, um, OCPA has made to uh, um, kind of preparedness, not only on an immediate local basis for, you know, just crime, general crime prevention issues, but they've extended into active shooter response and that sort of thing. I went to a seminar uh, a couple months back where they uh, held a seminar at a local church to talk to people about uh, those sorts of issues. So I think that the biggest thing that's come out of this is we've raised uh, to a level of conscious awareness the critical issues that people used to put on the back burner and say, oh, that happened back when the tornado hit Xenia, or, oh, that happened you know, down south where they're subjected to hurricanes uh, every hurricane season, or the fires out west, whatever the case might be. But now people are realizing natural disasters, emergency circumstances in a variety of different forms can strike any of us at any time, and we are responsible. So I, I thank you for calling in and sharing that information. I'm grateful to the Ohio Crime Prevention Association. To FEMA, you can go to FEMA.gov, and they have a lot of good information, including some lists you can download and take to the grocery store with you for the items that we were talking about. Uh, the ones that I mentioned, some of them I came up with on my own. Some of them are from practical experience dealing with emergencies. Some of them were taken from their lists. Uh, one of the things I thought was relatively uh, kind of interesting was there were several of the lists that were recommending you make sure that you had some sort of a fire starter. Um, and they were putting these kits with little uh, uh, the little block of uh, magnesium and that sort of thing. I'm like, well, in this day and age, let's just get butane lighters and matches and put them in, put the matches in waterproof uh, pouches and make sure you got butane lighters. Yes, a fire starter is good, but there's some other things that are more practical, especially with technology. So there's lots of good stuff out there. And I wanted to just continue um, talking about some of those items. Uh, earlier, I had talked about gasoline uh, relative to run the generator. Well, th that's not absolutely necessary, but it certainly was helpful to us because when we were without power for those 13 days and the grocery stores were on limited supplies, we didn't have to waste all of our food. We were able to keep one refrigerator running with just the gas that about three streets of houses had in there. Um, it happened in September, so they still had gas around for lawn their lawnmowers and, sure. and maybe for their snowblower getting ready for the you know the snow season so there was plenty of gas cans that provided that gas some other simple things i think people should should think about but they don't always and that's a knife and or a multi-tool a multi-tool has a lot of different things that you can use uh the items for um ponchos you can buy them for a dollar at the dollar store you can get them sometimes three for five dollars at some of these places ponchos serve a variety of other purposes in addition to just covering you, but they can cover items, um, emergency blankets. And I'm not talking about a blanket from your house, but they make emergency blankets that actually work. I, I did, I, I questioned them. They look like just pieces Space of blankets. plastic. Yeah. Yes. But they actually work by keeping your heat internal and providing you with some emergency warmth when you need it. Butane lighters and matches. I, I mentioned earlier, Mark and I were talking about battery operator wind up radios. Your cell phones are going to die. For you cell phone people, if you're di glued to your cell phone, some of you are going to be in big trouble if you've not thought outside the box because even your chargers are going to die. And they're not going to work when you need them, and you got to have a way to get information. So these wind-up radios or battery-operated radios, which are still available, um, you maybe have to go on the Internet. They're not always going to be available in some of the local stores. But get we have one that I, I think it's at least 20 years old. I'm surprised it still works. It works on four AA batteries, and we get all the major local stations. And my wife, first thing she grabs is a flashlight and that every time we head down to the, to the safe room when we're under bad weather. I have one with a generator built in that actually has a flashlight in it as well yeah. and solar panel. Yeah, and you can get lanterns, lanterns either that run on propane or more practical for many people are battery-operated lanterns, and they're going to provide you with a source of much-needed light. Especially with LEDs now, the batteries last much longer than they, in the old days. So there's lots of things, and you can think out your box, but if you go to FEMA or think outside the box, if you go to FEMA.org, you'll get a very good it's, list. It's, I think it's FEMA.gov, but there's gov. another yeah, one yeah, uh, from Department of Homeland Security called ready.gov, and there's a lot of good information there as well. So that's, I mean, there are a lot of resources out there. You just need to take advantage of the ones that are available to you, but it means you need to do a little bit of research. Find out what's available, find out the information, and then tailor that to your own life. Because there's a lot of stuff on some of these lists that you'll never use in Ohio, and there's stuff that you're going to need here that might not be on the list. Absolutely. Plus, you may find some things that you like or don't like 
There's no point in stockpiling something you're not going to use. So look through the lists and then tailor them to your own family, to your own needs, to the kinds of things that you can readily expect that you're going to need to to be able to do. But they are good, even if they're things that you wouldn't use. The lists are really helpful because they'll trigger you to think about stuff that you might not otherwise recognize until it's too late. Well, and one of the things, Mark, I mentioned the situation with Katrina. Several of my neighbors said, I never get propane until I'm out. Right. And I'm thinking now, now understand, you know I like food. Oh, absolutely. Even without the emergency situation, I don't want to be running out of propane when my steak's grilling on the grill. No. So I keep just it. Just swap it out. Just swap it out. It's very simple. I also got a 30-pound one. There you go. Because. We have those in our campers, so yeah. we have extra ones there also. But something as simple as that, that it took an incident like that to make people think, for practical reasons, let alone emergencies, I better start thinking about these things and stockpiling them. And it's easy. For example, water. Bottled water. I notice I, you have some in your garage. I have them in my garage and in my extra room. Um, it's and easy to rotate the water. And yeah. got, got some in my truck. I always have a, a <laughs> case of water in my truck. And, you know, yes, it's inconvenient. I got to move it when I take people. Like when we went to the NRA uh, convention a couple months ago, we had to move the water. I just put it in the back of the truck. It was pretty easy. I always have a case of water. People it's say, waterproof. why do you have a case of water? I said, well, do you want a, do you want a bottle of water? Well, yeah. Well, okay, why well, pay $3 for it there when you can just get it here for free? And I always have it, plus I have it in case there's a bad situation. Sure. You, and you, that's one of those things that you can't live very long without. You can live a little longer without food. It's going to suck, but you can do it. But water, if you get dehydrated, your body starts to shut down. You have permanent organ damage. It's, that's, that's not something you want to mess with. So it's really easy to prepare for that and to have more water available than you think you're going to need for the short term because you never know how long short term is. And there are plenty of nooks and crannies in your vehicles. Mark and I both drive Ford trucks. Well, the nice thing about the Ford trucks, underneath the back seats, there's some really oh, neat stuff. storage areas. Yeah. And you can put a whole lot of stuff underneath those back seats and it won't obstruct you. In your cars, same situation. You've got plenty of places where you store junk. And if you don't believe that, just look inside some people's cars in a parking lot as you drive by. They put junk anywhere and everywhere so they could start more productively putting stuff that they could potentially use in some of those locations and then have it in an emergency situation. Yeah, I have my bleeding control kit is stuck to the bottom of the rear seat. It's got a the Velcro on the back of the kit just sticks right to the bottom of the seat. And if I need it, it's right there. Um, the same thing for some of the other tools that I have in my vehicle. I don't usually store firearms in the vehicle because I don't think that's a good place to store them. No. But having one in the vehicle pretty much all the time I'm in the vehicle, there's yes. one there. Um, and so those are the kinds of things that just because you've thought about it in advance and you have a, a standard way of doing things, you can be prepared and the time to be prepared is before you need it. It's it's way too late if the if the um, tornado is coming your direction and it hits and it hits nearby you. You survive. Now what are you going to do? If you don't have any tools, you may not be able to get whatever it is out of the way so you you can get to where you need to be to take care of your family and take care of your friends. And that's an important aspect of preparation. And that's the key reason for this. I know some people may criticize that we're taking um, a tragedy and, and talking about it this way, but I just want people to understand it's part of our responsibility. It's our responsibility not only as a radio talk show host, but also as citizens, Individual to, citizens help each other, to help each other kind of work through it. Um, there are many, many hundreds, if not thousands of people helping the people that were devastated by the tornado, but we're doing our part, I think, to help think about the future, and I think it's a critical part of uh, this whole process. All right, we're going to take our last break for the hour, but if you'd like to get in on the last segment, give us a call at 457-1290. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. After you or someone you care about experiences a traumatic brain injury, you may notice behavioral changes. A traumatic brain injury, also known as a TBI, can cause behavioral problems such as physical and verbal aggression, agitation and irritability, behaviors that didn't exist before the injury. Has TBI changed what's inside you or someone you care about? 
Doctors at Valley Medical Research are evaluating an investigational drug for behavioral problems caused by a TBI. To be eligible, a person must be between 18 and 75 years of age, have been diagnosed with a TBI at least six months ago, and have aggression, agitation, or irritability that was not present before the injury. All study participants will receive the study drug at no cost. To learn more, please call Valley Medical Research at 937-208-8298. That's 937-208-8298. That's Valley Medical Research at 937-208-8298. 937-208-8298. Warm weather's arriving, and you're in the midst of deciding where to get your next new vehicle so you can hit the road in style. It has to be fun for the family and fulfill your work and recreation needs. It's time to find new roads at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg, the home of great deals, no doubt, every day. You'll find a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks, among their hundreds of trucks, plus a great selection of GM-certified program vehicles. Dave will tell you, the buying experience is easy. There are no hassles, plus you'll spend a minimum time at the dealership and get the great price for the vehicle you want. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started and go to DaveKehlChevrolet.com to find out more. Time to find new roads and join thousands of customers who have found the best place to get their next new or used vehicle is Dave Kale Chevrolet in Mechanicsburg. Hi, this is Wesley with Everybody Fitness, and we are extending our offer for a free 30-day membership. That's right. You can still check us out free for 30 days with no purchase necessary. We have eight locations with tons of equipment, rows of cardio, and group fitness classes. We also have free childcare and free tanning. You can even do your cardio in our movie theater. Also, most of our clubs are open 24 hours, so don't wait. Get your free 30-day membership by stopping in or check us out online at everybodyfitness.com. Having financial independence and wealth empowerment is the American dream. Learn what the wealthy know, get strong returns, and never lose your principal. That's the Heroes Talk Radio way. Learn about the secrets to planning a tax-free retirement income. Listen every Sunday at 5 p.m. for Heroes Talk Radio on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You can also call us now, 866-544-7755. That's 866-544-7755. If you're a State Farm policyholder and have been affected by the recent storm, please contact your State Farm agent. You can also call 1-800-SF-CLAIM or 800-732-5246 to get started. We're taking calls around the clock and responding as quickly as possible because at State Farm, our goal is to help our customers get their lives back to normal. Contact your local agent, call 1-800-SF-CLAIM or visit statefarm.com. Mostly sunny skies into the afternoon. We'll see a few clouds begin to develop as we get into the afternoon as well. That could lead to an isolated shower or storm. High temperature 81 degrees. As we go into the evening hours, showers and storms expected to drift towards the south. Low temperature dropping to 61 degrees. For Sunday, decreasing clouds a bit cool. 70 degrees for the high temperature. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Welcome back to the show, and uh, boy, how time flies when we're having a good time uh, talking about good topics. Um, I want to talk a little bit now about a raffle we have going on at Sim Trainer. Uh, we have our 15-year annual or anniversary raffle going. Uh, you can buy tickets for $10 apiece or three for $20. First prize is a Rock River Beyond the Basics M4 rifle. Great gun. Second prize is a Glock 43 with a Haas holster. Great gun. Another and great, a great gun. holster. Yep. And third prize is a secure uh, fast box with all the accessories that go with it. Um, our drawing is going to be next week here on this radio show. Uh, the ticket stubs are good for 15% off the MSRP for any in stock, listen to this, firearm or accessory. Now, we don't have a wide range of firearms in stock, but we have many of the most popular in stock. So you get 15% off the MSRP by using the ticket stub, which is a 15% coupon off any uh, any of those items. And if you buy three tickets, you get three items because it's 15% off any uh, item. You can buy a gun, you can buy a holster, and you can buy some. The ammo's not included, but you could buy some other accessory. Uh, no, you can't gun. use all three on the same item. That's right. Can't, yeah, <laughs> you can't stack the 
But it's a, it's a great way uh, to get your um, uh, get something new that you, you may have been thinking about. Um, you can pay either with cash or credit card. Uh, you could even call into the range, and we'll fill out the tickets. We've had several people who weren't able to make it in, and we'll just take a credit card over the phone, and you, you'll trust us to put your entries into the box, and then you can come in and get your coupons uh, when you come to the range maybe uh, later on. I also want to remind our listeners that uh, the Steel Challenge uh, starts up uh, next week again at, at the Green County Fish and Game Club, and I want to encourage you to go out to gcfng.com and look under the Marksmanship tab at the Steel Challenge criteria. Make sure you fill out the waiver liability and bring it with you, and make sure you read the rules, and then if you're interested in getting in participating, you just bring your gun, bring enough ammo. Uh, to, you're going to need anywhere from 150 to 200 rounds of ammunition to complete all the courses of fire, and make sure you have a good holster, and uh, you don't need um, a, a magazine pouch because you can just lay your magazines on the on the table and change them out in between runs. But it's a great way for you to get involved in competitive shooting. We devoted last week's show to talking not only about Steel Challenge but about the the, the world event that occurred down to the, the uh, Civilian Marksmanship Park down in Talladega, uh, Alabama. Great and show, by the way. If you missed that last week, it's on, it's on our website. So uh, go ahead and listen to it. We had a member and a, uh, who went down there and participated, and then uh, we had him come on the show and talk about his experience, and then we kind of broadened that overall um, uh, discussion to talk about different ways. Because we think right now most people, from a standpoint of guns and equipment, they have most everything they need. Uh, most of what they want, they're now kind of into the wow factor. They're getting that. And so they're looking for different ways. And we think some of the ways is for people to get involved in competitive shooting. It's a, it's, it's a great way to uh, kind of push the plate, so to speak, to get yourself in somewhat of a semi-stressful environment uh, to see how you're going to perform. You have a lot of fun. You meet a lot of great people. You're going to be rubbing elbows with people who talk with about nothing more than the stuff you like to talk about. And I'll tell you, it, it's a fantastic family activity. There's Everybody can do this. Uh, you start with a 22, and even some of the younger kids, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. Um, it's you know that's going to be kind of up to the parents to figure out when their kids are responsible enough to recognize the serious uh, nature of of what they're using and the and the deadly nature of a firearm if not used properly. But that happens that happens pretty readily. We see lots of kids who's come out to these events, and then. This is those that that kind of time when you find something that really lights your kid on fire. They're going to have that for the rest of their lives. That's right. And this is an activity that you can shoot right up until the very end of your life if you want to. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't, assuming something you know tragic doesn't happen. We mentioned last week that the age range is uh, from 11 to in the 70s out mm-hmm. at the, that particular event. And there's anybody can do that. And I want to mention, as you mentioned, the youth. Uh, we have a youth shooting sports camp starting in uh, the second Monday, the 11th of, or I'm sorry, the 10th of uh, June at Sim Trainer. And that's going to be a great way for your kids to get exposed to firearm safety, functional operations, safe handling of pistols and uh, rifles, and then learn how to have some fun by shooting bowling pins and getting involved in steel challenge and shooting at gaming targets and thing, things like that. Now, remember, the priorities there are safety and instruction and safe handling, and then fun. And fun is only had when the first two uh, aspects are in line. So it's a great way for the kids to get involved and learn the right way. So that's uh, three days on the 10th, the 11th, and the 13th. So uh, if you're interested in that, call the range at 293-3914, and we'll get you more information. And it's in the afternoon because we found that the droopy-headed Kids who are, who are at, you know, when they want to sleep in on summer, the 9 o'clock start times weren't working very well. So we moved them from 1 to 4 instead of 9 to noon. And throughout the summer, we're going to offer a variety of them, and we're going to alter the times. And we also gave you, if you go to our website, under Activities tab, click on You Shooting, you can submit your preference for when you would like to send your kids, and we will consider offering sessions during those times. Great. Thanks very much for joining us today on Shooting from the Hip. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.